This episode contains honest conversation, but some of the nature of the content might not be suitable for sensitive ears. Listener discretion advised. Access more. It's about time because we're going there. Are you ready? Yes, I'm talking to you because if you are tuning into this episode, this is day two, dia dos of the dating bootcamp. I just don't want to hear people saying, oh, I'm waiting for God to send me my Boaz to my doorstep. No, friends, if you are serious about dating, you have to seriously put yourself out there. Now, a lot of people remain silent about dating, and I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it. I just want to have healthy conversation and use our wonderful tribute, Megan, to be part of this dating boot camp so that she can ask the questions that you are asking, and we can weigh in and have a healthy conversation. I mentioned this on the podcast, but I want to mention it here as well. The Father's House Orange County is currently in a series entitled Boundary Lines. Now, we are going to be going eight weeks through boundaries, how to keep the right people in and the wrong people out. That is available on YouTube and there'll be a link in the show notes. In addition to that, if you want specific information, I did a talk on how to date on YouTube and the link is in the show notes as well. I want to shout out Megan for being so amazing and putting herself out there, willing to be vulnerable to ask all the questions that you guys are asking. Again, this is not a comprehensive review. We're simply just scratching the surface and creating a dialogue so that we can date well, date better, and maybe even find someone that you want to have a date with. All right, so we are back. And I mean, last episode, whew, I mean, I had to dig deep and I'm sure you did too. So today we are going to ask Bianca how these dates happen because I mean, for me, the reason I haven't dated is because I just don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to ask. I don't know. I have no idea. So Bianca, you are going to be here to lead us through this journey. So the first question I have, because this is the main blocker for me, is like, where do I even find people to date? I work. I go to school. I work from home. Yes. This is such a great question. I get this question all the time. Let me just say, for people that are joining in for day two of this dating boot camp, I want to say, good job. If you didn't get a chance to finish your homework, there was a lot of homework, but it's called boot camp for a reason. This boot is going to kick you in the derriere. If you didn't listen to day one, let me give another caveat. I'm not trying to be bossy. I am not trying to be commanding or controlling. I'm trying to challenge people to step out and go on a date. And I'm going to lay some ground rules for that date. It's got to be a quality date, not some random Joe Blow that's like, you want to get a cup of coffee? But like literally somebody asks you out, you get dressed up uh, and you figure out who pays for the bill. Like that is a real date. So let me just affirm those that are on day two. Encourage those who haven't finished your homework, do your homework because there's more homework today. And for those that are just joining in today, Megan is our amazing co-host for this series because she is the guinea pig. She's the voice of single people who have legitimate questions, questions that I had when I was single and no one was giving me answers to. So let's dive right in. Yesterday was about figuring out whether or not we are in a place to date and how to get there. And that was the assignments. Today is like, okay, so you did the hard work, you did the soul work, you did the assignments. Now what? This is the now what? People say, okay, well, where do I find these people? I will get to this in a second, but let's just take a look at the natural. Megan, you said that you are at work and you work from home. And yeah. you're at the gym? Yes. I go to this group class and there's like 50 people. And uh, let's talk about group classes for a second. This is just a caveat. Are they mostly women? There are women, but there are men. Oh, But okay. I wouldn't want to talk to any of them. Okay. Okay, great. We're already getting there. We're already getting there. So besides working from home and the gym, where else are you hanging out? 
I go to therapy okay. and the grocery store <laughs> and that pretty much rounds out my life. Okay. So this is actually step one of the process. It's assessing where we are hanging out. So for me, I have a loving twin sister and she is as bossy as I am, even though she says, I'm not bossy, I'm a boss. Okay, Jasmine, I get it. But Jasmine had a hard conversation with me. I was like, I can't find anyone. And she's like, listen, there's only three places you go. You go to church where everyone wants to date dad. You go to the gym and everyone's a meathead. So my options were really limited. She, she encouraged me, hey, get outside of where you normally are. So number one is make the assessment, where am I hanging out? If none of those places have viable options for people that are dateable, think outside that network. Now, I'm going to put on my pastor hat and not my coach hat for a second. And I just really feel like I get it. Now, there's some Christian girl out there that are going to be really annoyed with me because they're, they're like, I don't want to date anyone from church. I get it, but it's a great pool to look from. That's all I'm saying, right? And Megan, have you heard me talk about the taxi light? I have, and I am a fan of the taxi light. So let's have that conversation right here. So number one, we're assessing where am I hanging out? What is my network? Where are people hanging out? Um, if no one in, in those places that you hang out is a viable dating option, consider one, switching a new gym, two, picking up a new hobby, three, asking your friends if they have single friends. I, I'm a big advocate for that. And my favorite, and we'll talk about that in a second, is online dating. I will tell you in a second why I believe online dating is such a great viable option. But for now, let's pause and just do a, an assessment really quick. If you are not in a network where there are viable dating options, I'm going to encourage you, again, find a hobby, get into a different community, put yourself out there, online date. But let me start with, are you signaling you are open and available for a relationship? Now I'm going to pause on this one because I call it this my taxi light theory. Megan, in New York, it's full of yellow cabs. It's full of taxis. How do you know that a taxi is available? Because their light is on and connected. That's right. That's right. So when I tell people this taxi light theory is, are you communicating that you are open and available? Now people say, I'm single and I want to date. Yes, but your face doesn't read that. <laughs> you know, you are mean mugging. You are like not putting out vibes that you want to date, right? So Matt and I have this language between us. It's called sparkle. So you can go out and find a new hobby and you can go out and find a new gym. Heck, you might even be at a new church, but if your taxi light is not on and you are not exuding a sense of sparkle, let me explain what sparkle is. Sparkle is that natural chemistry of effervescentness. No, you don't have to be outgoing. No, you don't have to be a cheerleader. I'm just saying it oozes a sense of allure. Now, do not confuse allure and being a hoochie, okay? Uh-uh, they do not go. Allure is a smile. Allure is a gentle, non-sexual touch. Allure is being open in your body language and expressing body language that is embracive and open, not arms crossed, arms at your sides. It's the smile. It's, a, it's an authentic laugh. It's a sparkle. Okay, so... That's just a free little tidbit. We got to practice how to sparkle. So assignment one, because like giving assignments in the course of this boot camp is number one, assess your community. Are there viable dating options in your community? Number two, if there's not, 
where new places that you could start new community. For me, I mean, I'm married, so this doesn't matter, but for me, I started to play tennis. Well, guess what? There's a lot of single women and men at the the place that I play tennis. That would be a great place to practice to sparkle, but you don't need to find a new community if there's viable dating people in your community. You have to practice how to sparkle. Number one, the assignment is assess your community, see if there's people that you can date, and two is sparkle. If you don't have a place to sparkle, practice at the gas station. When you go and get gas, instead of putting your credit card into the credit card reader, go actually into the gas station and smile. Be genuine about it. Don't be weird, because it's weird if you're weird. Say, hi, how are you? Sparkle. Now, the person behind the desk could be married. It doesn't matter. You're not trying to hit on them. You're trying to learn how to exude a positive, effervescent quality that lets people know that you are open to new relationships, albeit friendships or kindness or dating. Does that make sense? Bianca, when it tells me that I need to go see a cashier, I get in my car and drive away. (gasps) This is the, okay, this is great. I'm so glad you're honest right now because you are not the only one. People want to avoid human interaction more than ever. And you want to know what augmented this? The pandemic. Everything can be done online. We order our food online and we tell our Uber Eats and Postmates driver to leave it on the porch. We order Amazon Prime groceries and we say, leave it at the door and ring the bell. We don't want to interface with people. But the problem that we're facing is because we don't interface with people, we don't know how to act around people. This is why this boot camp is important. You have the assignment is to go out and sparkle, learn and re engage with humanity and open up yourself. I mean, for crying out loud, it's just being like Jesus, right? I mean, hey, that's just sparkling enough. So any questions there? I just want to say one thing because I think there's a difference between sparkling for a significant other potential and sparkling for people. Mm. And because I had brought this up um, with someone in a conversation today and they had said, Megan, you sparkle. And I was like, but not for a potential mate. I go into lockdown. And so I think that is just Mm. more bleeding the line and saying, okay, hi, I'm just going to sparkle all the time. And then eventually it will sprinkle over because for me, like I had a hard line where it's like, "Mm, no, no, no sparkle for you. And I would be nice and kind to other people. But when it came to someone who like, I might genuinely be interested in, like I just shut down. Can I ask why? Um, Again, I just, I didn't want what would come with it, right? Like Mm -hmm. my basement is rejection. So I've done like the disc and like what lives in my basement is rejection. And so it's easier just to not do it (laughs) than to face rejection. I think that's a big reason. So, you know, this assignment is going to be hard for you, right? Oh yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. But the assignment yesterday was, are you willing to take the risk of love? So this sparkle assignment is going to be a little bit difficult, but I I fully believe that you are going to win at this because I'm going to affirm you right now, Megan, you do sparkle. You really do. Um, I know that it's not for everyone, but I think the more that you open yourself up, um, that sparkle with the right person will be reciprocated. So I'm not just speaking faith. I'm speaking truth. So uh, yesterday's assignment was identifying our non-negotiables and that list. So now that you have the list from day one, The day two assignment is assessing your community and who is in your community and who within that non-negotiables will fit the list. There will be a number of people that will fit the list and you don't don't get discouraged because you're going to find that list and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not attracted to any of these people. That's okay. You're just doing the assignment. You are walking in with eyes wide open because one of the things I think is really important to admit here is Just because someone doesn't meet your physical list or what you might feel like you're attracted to, 
that doesn't mean that they might not be a good person to date. So in that assessment for the assignment for day number two is, is there someone in that list that I have not given a fair shake or a fair shot? Is there anyone in your world, Megan, that you feel like, huh, I never really thought about that person sexually or romantically, but they're a really great person and they could potentially be a good partner? No, because I've been this closed off forever. Wow. Okay. So this is going to be day two. You you had already done a lot of the work for day one, but day two is going to be your doozy. Day two for a doozy, alliteration and all. <laughs> I am here for it. It's the preacher in me. It's the preacher in me. So let me kind of open up this caveat. Now, I love my husband. I'm attracted to my husband. But if I were to have met Matt on the street or seen him walking by, I don't think that that would have been my my type. In fact, in fact, if I'm honest, it was not my type. I'll give my type in a second. Again, the caveat is I love my husband. I am attracted to my husband. I love his blue eyes. I love his height. Um, I love his hands. I love his strength. I love his care for his physical appearance. I love all of that. But my preference is ethnically ambiguous. Like, I love those mixed kids. Uh, Give me a mixed kid any day. You know, I like someone with flavor, you know, someone who likes 90s hip hop, someone who likes spicy food in the beach, right? Now, my Midwest of German descent husband was none of that, right? But there was something about him that was very attractive. And so I think sometimes we can take a look and assessment on someone's physical and say, that's not my type. And then we don't move any further. That's why I loved online dating. So we're going to get to that today. Really want to unpack online dating. And I want a couple people who just feel like, nope, this is where I turn off the boot camp to just stay with me. I'm not saying that you have to go on a date with someone you meet online. But remember your assignment after this boot camp is to go on one date within 30 days. I'm not saying they have to be online. I'm just saying the pool is way flipping bigger online than it is in your cubicle or in your office. So that being said, I want us to feel very open to dating someone outside of our type as long as they have our non-negotiables. Any questions? No. And I should also say I live in Rhode Island, so the pool is even smaller. (laughs) Girl, I think online dating is like your only option, it's honey. It's the only option. Rhode Island is, has one thirty-seventh of the people in the state of California. <laughs> I only know because when I was there last time, my friend asked me to check. So online dating is probably my primary option here. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and unpack this. And the remaining part of the episode, we're really going to be walking through how to online date. So our listeners are going to be really excited. And Megan, I just want to affirm you one more time because you have agreed. I asked you before we did this boot camp, were you willing to start an online dating profile? And you said yes. And so we, um, after this episode, you are going to build out an online profile and we're going to pick an app and all the other stuff. And um, I want the listeners to be kept up to breast with like the things that you're doing. So do you have any questions about online dating or, you know, where to begin? Yeah. I mean, like, what app do you do? Okay. Like, what do you, like, where do you even start? And I feel like, mm. A, it comes down to choosing the app, but also like how how I present myself. Because, I mean, sometimes I'm just like out here, like throwing spaghetti at a wall and I'm like, Meh whatever. And then I don't give intention to it. And so this time I want to be for real. This is great. So let's start with the, with one word that you said that is absolutely perfect. That is intention. 
Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional about this. So the challenge is 30 days. So after the boot camp, you have 30 days to go on a date. I'm just going to encourage you to at least commit to it into a dating app or multiple dating apps. It's up to you for 30 full days. The question you asked is what app should I choose? There's so many apps that are out there right now. And so let's find an app that is best suited for your personality. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of buzz around a particular app called Raya. Now there's going to be a cost to it. You have to have a certain social standing. Um, at one point, it was based on how much income you had. But if you are a person who is of influence and have wealth and are looking for somebody that's kind of like in this network as you, Raya is a really great app. Uh, How do you spell that? R-A-Y-A. <laughs> that, yeah, you're already excited about that. Apparently, rumor mill has it is that Ben Affleck was on it and a couple other influencers. And, yeah, I know. Crazy. And also A-Rod. This, now, I'm, now I'm getting all in like the trash and tea and the drama. So we'll move on for that one. Now, I met Matt on eHarmony. I don't know if most people know that, but we met on an online dating platform. And this was, I mean, this was over a decade ago. This is when still the Craigslist killer was like the thing that was happening online. So it wasn't as easy and it wasn't as accepted as it is today. So this is a great option. Now, the reason why I like eHarmony and I get no kickback, this is not an ad. The reason why I like eHarmony is because you have to actually go through a psychological profile. So you have to do almost like an application, oh, excuse me, a questionnaire. You have to go through a questionnaire and it takes about an hour. But what it does is it assesses your likes, your preferences. You actually get to be a little bit specific about ethnicities that you like. And then you also give rating on like areas of importance. So for me, religion was a high value. Now I could have said in some apps, like let's say Bumble, you just pick Christian. Now, if you're familiar with Christianity, there's so many different denominations and there's different branches of Christianity and Catholics are in Christianity and Lutherans and Episcopals and Baptists and non-denominations. So the reason why I liked eHarmony is because even within your religion, you get to pick on a scale of one to 10 on how serious you are in your religion and then what branch of that religion are you. So it really goes out and it weeds through. Then based on a mathematical algorithm, puts you with people that are compatible. Here's the downside of something like eHarmony. There's a cost associated with it. So again, I go back to assignment yesterday is, are you willing to risk? Like, how serious are you about going on a date and putting yourself out there? I personally feel like if we don't throw some cash behind it, are we really that serious? I don't know. But maybe you're on a budget. Probably not. Okay, great. You're, You're ready. You're ready. I also like Bumble, Hinge, and Match just feels a little messy to me. Match feels like it's all over the place. It's basically very vanity-based. Why do I say that? Because it's only based on not compatibility, but on location and the physical. Because it's it's you give basic information and it's headshots, you know, basically. Hinge gives a little bit more um, options in regards to who's in your area and ask a few more detailed questions. Not many, but some. And Bumble I like is because Bumble gives the power to the woman. And I'll explain in a second. But in most of these apps, it's like a it, it equal kind of reciprocity in regards to who's picking who and who's reaching out to who. In Bumble, it is the woman that gets to swipe right if they like somebody and swipe left if they don't. And so, and then their profile isn't released to the person of the opposite sex unless they've accepted them. That feels very safe to me. If you don't want to put your business out on blast and you don't want maybe someone from church to see you or someone from your office to see that you're on a dating app, guess what? You can make your profile private on Bumble, which is one of their new additions. And I really like that. So um, I know for Matt, one of his frustrations and kind of embarrassments is when he went on this dating app and also his pastor encouraged him to do this, is that he was being matched with volunteers in his ministry and people from church. So that made it super awkward because he's like, yeah, and then I see them at church and then they know that I'm on this app. 
That's why I like Bumble and the privacy options that they have. So a lot of options out there, you have to figure out, it's like dating for a dating app. You got to date the apps and see which one is the best one for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, since I'm here putting myself on blast, the privacy is no problem for me. So, (laughs) but no, I didn't know that was even an option on Bumble. So that's cool. And you know what I like about paid options is that um, you get to actually pick your location preferences. So you can you're, you can look for people that are specific in your area, like Hinge is specific in your area, like who's in your area right now. But like with Bumble, you can put who's in Rhode Island or who's in the United States. For eHarmony, who's in the world? I mean, that feels a little thirsty to me, but like someone's <laughs> trying to get a K-1 visa and try to be American or something. So I'm a little hesitant on that one. But I mean, there's also like, Coffee Meets Bagel, Zook. There's a lot of dating apps. So you have to find the dating app that best feels like a fit for you. Yeah, I've used Hinge before and they released this new feature where you can leave voice memos. And here's my problem. If I am turned off by your voice, it's over. You don't even make it like... Megan, I'm so sorry. Megan, I know. Megan, I know. That's this is not why you're not negotiable. I'm going to push you on this. Okay, this is so good. I'm glad you're being honest because there is someone out there that's like, I feel you, sister. I'm like, I, I have to say, I have to say, every time she's like this, that would be kind of a turn off. Like, I get it. But if his voice doesn't sound like Kermit the Frog, like, but, but I mean, he loves Jesus. He has a job. He takes great care of his teeth. He has a cute dog. Like you gotta give the guy a chance. You know, you, you might not know, you, you won't know unless you get to know him. So I'm going to push you. Remember, if it's not a non-negotiable, give the person grace. Should have redone those (laughs) non-megs. I love it. I love it. Okay. So now, um, since we're doing this online profile together, uh, I'm going to push you and I'm just going to pick for you because we're moving on this dating boot camp. And you mentioned that you liked Raya. I want you to check out Raya, but I'm going to ask you to sign up for Bumble. Okay. Bumble. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm familiar with Bumble and I've set up a couple profiles on Bumble. So I'm familiar with how it works. And the reason why is because you get general information about the person and you can demonstrate personality on the profile as well as put multiple images. Some places only let you do like two or three images. So let's talk about how to build a dating profile. Have you ever felt intimidated or like you don't know what to say or maybe things that you've realized you've done wrong? Yeah. I mean, I just never know like what photos to add. Cause I'm like, well, I have these like professional photos and then I have like, <laughs> what does it take of myself? And then I'm like, I don't know. Do these display like an accurate depiction of me? And then I am a one witty human. However, when it comes to me trying to sound witty on a profile, I just sound <laughs> stupid. So I just, you know, in the language department there, I always seem to fall short. Okay. I love this. I feel like when I talk about online dating with people, people feel very overwhelmed about building a profile. So that's the way that I describe this process is like, it's not a resume. I don't want people to feel like it's a resume. I want people to feel like it's a business card. So you don't have to go into like, in 1985, I was born. Like no one needs to know the whole backstory. You want to give them just enough information to pique their interest. If you overthink it, it's going to feel like that on your profile. Now, if you are, let's build up, we'll get to photos because that's like my favorite thing. But for right now, content is king. Think about this. If you're reading a magazine or you're watching a commercial, what is the thing that hooks you? It's language. So we'll talk about photos because they're wildly important. But I also believe that content matters. 
So for my profile, I'm a writer by trade. So I thought it was fun. Like what is the most witty thing that I can say in the most abbreviated amount of time? It was like building Twitter captions for all my questions. And it was easy for me. I realized in reading so many people's profiles, like they just wasted so much friggin' space where you get to give people a peek of your personality and um, do it in a distilled form. So Megan, we're going to build out your profile and you're going to send it to me and I'm going to give you feedback. But I love assessing people's profile. If I find out that someone's online dating, the first thing I say is, let me see your profile. Because if I know the person and their profile doesn't reflect their personality, I say, you have to change this. So how do we build a profile? If you are naturally funny, be funny. If you are not funny, don't try to be funny. The best way that I could say is step one in building out a profile is don't be anyone that you're not. Because that is, I mean, people see right through that. You don't want to overcomplicate it. If you're a simple and direct person, be simply direct. So my profile versus my husband's profile. My husband's profile asked, it was very simple questions like, who's the most influential person in your life? I mean, let me tell you something. This is over a decade and I still remember his profile. I loved his profile. The most influential person in his life was his pastor. And um, the last, and it said the last book you read, and he listed three books. Um, one was a, like a therapy book that I had read leading with limp by Dr. Dan Allender. I loved it. I think one was like a Bible book, but I didn't know it was like Isaiah, but I, I know that the book of Isaiah is in the Bible, but I just thought the name of the book was Isaiah and then like some other books. So it showed me his breath of like what he's reading, a therapy book, a leadership book and a biblical book, which I think was really smart. So in that short answer, he gave me a picture of his personality. Now, for me, it said, what do you like to do in your free time? I could have been vanilla and said, I like kickboxing, I like reading, I like going to the beach. But I decided to weave a small story together that encapsulates me. My favorite thing to do for my large family is cook meals around the dinner table. Uh, I, like, I feel most charged when I'm with a book, on the beach, whatever. And so that was three sentences that packed in a lot of information that felt easy and breezy. So when you're building out your profile, that's what I'm gonna challenge you to do. You don't have a lot of space to write novellas, but you do have enough space to get people to see your personality. Now, with that being said, if you are a little bit more pessimistic or maybe you are um, maybe uh, skeptical, if you try to communicate that online or you have a dark sense of humor and you try to communicate that online, it's not gonna read online. So what is a great way to help you build out your profile? Get your friends to read your profile because they will be able to weigh in and give you feedback. It doesn't sound like you. Do you sound inviting? Do you sound warm? Is your taxi light on? Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I love it. Okay. I would say the second most important thing, and there's only two important things about building out this business card, the content because content is king and photos. So to make this simple, I call this the F factor. Now, before people's minds go into the gutter, the F factor for building an online profile has to be this. You have to have a face photo. You have to demonstrate your personal sense of fashion. You have to have a full body photo and you have to be judicious about your friend photos. That's the F factor, okay? So in this, what do I mean? Well, uh, you have to show your full face. If you have sunglasses, or even if you have glasses, a scientific study went out, who was it? I can't remember, but there was a dating app that did, if somebody has glasses, whether clear glasses or sunglasses, their interaction was 70% less than anyone else. Why is that? Because people want to see your eyes. So if the photo is far away and you cannot see the face, people don't know if they can trust you. So you want to have a good face photo. 
a good face photo that doesn't have glasses on. Now, if you wear glasses, at least one of them should be without glasses so that people can get a sense of your eye. Number one, that should most likely be your first image, a face photo. Now, I didn't realize this, but it was Matt who called me out. He said, do you know that you had no full body photos? And he didn't mean it in like a creeper sense, like, oh, I want to see the body. Like there was no bathing suit shots on my page, okay? (laughs) I look back at that season of my life and it was like the thinnest that I have ever been in my life. And yet I felt like a whale, which is so sad because I really should You always waste it, you know? Uh, Right? Gosh, I should have walked around in a bikini to the grocery market. I was so thin and I was like, I'm so fat, whatever. But because I was so insecure about my body, I had no full body photos. I think that's important because you don't want to hide the natural shape that you are. You don't want to say, oh, I'm athletic. And you could be athletic, but maybe you just like thickums. You know, like you, you just slim thick. Like someone, it's it's not vanity, it's fair. Like you're just giving people an assessment of your body. You might feel bad about it. It doesn't matter. Maybe someone likes some heat in the winter, some shade in the summer. That's that's a blessing right there, okay? So a face photo. <laughs> I like that you're laughing at me. I like that you're laughing at me. Okay, a face photo, a full body photo. I am an advocate of this. We should get a sense of your fashion. In your photos, and most apps now, you can have multiple photos. In the five photos, I should be able to see your sense of fashion within three of the five photos. Why is this important? Because if you are at a wedding and you are feeling yourself and you look cute, you're wearing a formal dress. That's not how you look on the regular. You have to give people honest assessments of what you look like at work, on the weekends, when you are casual. Like you want to give them an assessment of your fashion sense. Why? Because your fashion sense is indicative of your personality. Now someone out there is panicking. They're like, I don't have fashion sense. Then put your regular wardrobe out there because the best version of you is the realest version of you. And then lastly, so face, full body, fashion, and lastly, friends. I'm always cautious about friend photos. Now, people feel safe with friend photos. And when I push people on this, they're like, well, I want people to see that I have a great friend group. Great. But if your best friend is a supermodel, guess what? You just downgraded yourself, right? So if people in the photo look better than you, I'm just shooting it straight and I'm shooting it honest. I hope no one gets in their feelings about this. But if the person in the photo is pulling attention away from you, that's not the best look. So I'm not saying don't have friend photos or only take friend photos with your friends that are busted. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying do it judiciously. If you only have five photos, one of those photos is a friend photo and that's it. Done, period. Now, this is a side note for the men who are listening to this. Keep your shirt on. Don't take bathroom selfies. No one cares about the fish that you caught. And please, for the love of God, if you take a photo with your dog, we want to see your face as well. Amen. Yes, that's an amen. amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Online dating profile help from moi. Okay. There's two other things that I want to talk about. Megan, are you ready? Can we do this? I'm ready. But I will just say this. My fashion sense is Chessie from The Parent Trap. (laughs) And you know what? You want to know something? Someone that is looking at your profile is about it. Okay. Loves a good blazer and a turtleneck. I mean. (laughs) That's it. Jesse from the Parent Trap. That is my fashion inspiration. And and guess what? And I've actually I've seen your photos. I've seen your stuff online. I think that is a great representation, really, of who you are. And it's like businessy, but still fun, and has a little bit of sass, just like your personality. Like you you take things seriously, but you don't take yourself seriously. So I knew that from your fashion sense, and that's why it's important that we have a fashion photo in our profile. Okay, two more things as we wrap this up. In online dating. Communication is important. I asked you in day one and every other listener who's going through this dating bootcamp, are you willing to put in the risk for a great reward? If you are, there's the communication aspect of online dating. 
You have to be committed to go online regularly. Going and building an online profile isn't enough. You have to be committed to set a time to pop into these apps and communicate. Now, I'm going to pause and I'm going to resonate because someone out there is saying, it's like having a full-time job. I hate having to go online and communicate with people. I get it. But if you want to lose weight, you got to go to the gym. If you're hungry, you got to go to the market. If you want to get money, you have to go to the job. If you want to be in a relationship, it's going to require some work. I don't want to devalue what you're feeling. I want to say I validate that feeling, but it's going to require risk and it's going to require work. So you have to be committed. Now, I'm not saying you have to go on three times a day. I'm just saying, are you willing to go on at least every other day to look at who your options are and see who's communicating with you and are you communicating with them? Okay, because that was that was going to be my question is like, what cadence do you recommend when it comes to checking on the profile? Because I feel like some people go all in and they're on it all the mm-hmm. time. And then there's some people who, you know, shy away and only go on it like once a week. So your preferred cadence is like once a day or once every other day? I'm going to give you, okay, so I'm going to give you what I did and then I'm going to tell you what I recommend because I don't, I did it wrong. That's why I'm passionate about helping people in this process. I checked it like I went through, I mean, it was only on the app for three months. I went through spurts. I was like super obsessed and then got super discouraged and then super ignored it. So I, I mean, there was, it was wildly inconsistent. I would recommend being committed to at least once a day or at the very least once every other day, hopping onto your preferred app and checking communication because people are going to reach out. And if they feel like they're not getting a response, they're going to feel like they got burned and they'll close it out. So when you go on a week later, you realize, oh my gosh, John Doe is actually awesome, but he's already closed you out. There's nothing you could do about it. So I think consistency is very, very important. In regards to communication though, I'm also going to include this caveat, a time limit on communicating in the app. And the reason why this is important to me is what happens is that sometimes people get really comfortable in communicating the app and they just start like this fake friendship. We're just like, remember, dating is this season that we move through. We have an intention here. The intention, I mean, the ultimate intention, if you're serious about dating, is marriage. But the intention for this assignment, this dating bootcamp, is to go on one real authentic date. So we're moving through this. You don't want to communicate with someone for two months on an app. I would say you should communicate with somebody for one to two weeks. After that, see if they feel comfortable taking that offline, whether that's email or whether that is meeting up in person. I'm sorry, what? Email? Well, okay, so I... (laughs) So let me tell you, I was panicked about giving my personal information. I was writing and speaking a decade ago, and I didn't want someone to find me online. And I panicked about that. And I didn't want them to have my personal information. In fact, Matt asked me for my number about a week of like chatting online. Uh, he asked me for my cell phone number and I was just like, I don't feel comfortable with that information. And I didn't. So then he found me on Facebook, like a stalker and he friend requested me. And I was like, Oh my God, he knows my last name. And then I, I kept him in Facebook purgatory. Like, I will neither accept nor deny you. I will just keep you in the requested aisle. You merely exist. Uh, Yes, yes. And so, um, again, I'm saying move the communication online with whatever you feel comfortable with. For me, I did not feel comfortable with him having my cell phone number. And I think that's going to be a word of wisdom for somebody out there because, I mean, stalkers be crazy. You know, like, there's no vetting process for online dating. And I understand people, why they're hesitant about online dating. But um, whatever level of information you feel comfortable giving out, like, move it to that point. 
I felt comfortable with email. So we moved our conversation off to email. Um, and the reason why I'm like an advocate of this is because I see people peaking too early. Like they'll have a great conversation and it goes so far and there's like laughter, there's humor, there's cheekiness, there's flirting, and then it falls off. So you get to the point where you're like, I'm ready to meet this person or take this to the new level and then go there. But don't just hang out in this like communication purgatory. Yeah. I mean, I've been in that situation one too many times. Going, 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 gone. Yes. Yes. Going, 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 gone. Yes. And so I think that like one of the things in communicating um, online is your personality. Again, you're not just randomly chatting with somebody at a bus stop. Well, what is this, 1985? Who hangs out at bus stops? I don't know. But you're not, like, at a coffee shop. You're not randomly just chatting with someone at a coffee shop. The intention is to get to know this person. So you want to demonstrate your personality, but you want to give them a hint of your personality, not a heap of your personality. If you are really funny, but you come off with all these jokes, then people are going to think that you're not serious. If you're sardonic and you start with, like, the, every day is a gray cloud, uh, you know, that's not going to be a, a, a great taxi light. You have to give them a hint of your personality, not a heap of your personality. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you have any like tips on that though? Because like, I feel like I am a dump truck and I just go beep, beep, beep. And then out comes all my personality. I love you, but I think that sometimes you're an overshare. <gasps> I said it. I t- oh, I, I totally right? always am an overshare. And over-sharer. I say this in love. If no, we, we have to, if think about this, if somebody can't swim and then they're forced to go into the deep end. That is what it feels like with somebody who's just trying to gently know someone and someone's like, ah, oh, here's my whole life. You Think of it in a pool analogy. You want to start off in the two feet and gradually reveal yourself. It's not that people can't handle you. It's just, it's going to take some getting used to. And then you also find out, is this person that I can go to the deeps with? Now I'm getting the Adele song, Roll Into the Deep. Me too. Right? Same time. Yes, rolling in the deep. Yeah, but that's going to take Same sometimes. Time. We want to roll into the deep, not jump into the deep. Yes? Okay. <laughs> and lastly, lastly for online dating, this is just me being like a self-preservation Enneagram 7. Number, the, the, the last one that's just super important when building out an online dating profile and going on a first date, safety and accountability. Now, again, I've seen way too many Netflix documentaries on murder and um, I'm, I'm here for them. I'm here for serial killer documentaries. But because of that, it's made me very sus of giving people personal information. So safety and accountability. If you decide to move the conversation offline, maybe give them your cell phone number, maybe give them your email number. Do not give them your address. If you decide to meet up with him, this was, Matt asked me if he can pick me up from the airport. I was actually flying into Orange County for our first date. He said, oh, I'll pick you up from the airport. And I was like, uh, negative. No, I didn't want to be in a car with someone I hadn't met before. Call me crazy. I call myself wise. We decided we were going to meet at Starbucks in a well-lit area. And guess what I did? I dropped a pin of where I was to my best friends. I told them what time I was going and what time the date was ending. And I said, text me. Well, I said, text me to give me an out if this guy's a creeper. Um, but also like text me to make sure I'm like not dead in a ditch. Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So online dating, what app is for you? You have to date the dating apps to see what app is for you, how to build an online profile. It is your business card, not your resume. Show your personality in hints, not heaps, and make sure the F factor is on point. Be committed to communication and then really fight for safety and accountability. Question. Yeah. Is it okay to stalk them on the internet? Girl, we are, oh, this, how did I forget this? This is like my favorite part. Megan, you are a gem. I will always stalk everyone. 
I'm like a Google queen. I swear, I, I should have an, a job in the FBI. I'm not even kidding you. Because people, like when my friends ask me, oh, yeah, well, what about this person? They didn't give me a lot of information. I will find them in, t- in the interwebs. So yes, cyberstock. If, if you decided that you were going to move your dating online profile friend to an actual date, make sure and cyberstock them anything you can possibly find. And then one of the things that I love is stalking people's social media because you get to see a lot of who they are and their personality and their aspects. But what I like to do is go to the photos they're tagged in because their friends, see, they're only going to put up one image of like what they want you to see. But then if their friends tag them, you could see really who they're hanging out with, what they're doing and birds of a feather flock together. You see their friends, you see what they are. Amen. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So that's the assignment. Megan, you are stepping into building an online profile and within 30 days, you will go on a real date. I can't wait. Honestly, I'm ready to see how this profile is going to go and uh, who's going to be sliding into the DMs. I'm here for it. Thanks, friend. Okay, friends, this was a long one and it was a little bit of a doozy. You have lots of assignments, but I believe in you. Yes, again, if you are happily married and you're just listening to this for kicks and giggles, would you consider sending this to a single friend and encouraging them and giving them a deadline? Yes, you have 30 days to put yourself out there. Whether it's going to a new community or going online or having your friends hook you up, don't be afraid, take that step of faith. And if you find your significant other, I am low-key, serious, I want to know. Tag me at Bianca Oltoff. If you like this podcast, consider subscribing or leaving a positive review on wherever you listen to your podcast. Love you, friends.